Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Shard Dangerous. It's your boy, DJ Big Bopper here. And you're back with another episode of... Wave of the Planet. Uh, how was your week, Bob? You, how was your week? You know, I've just been really tired this week. <laughs> I know I was pretty tired last week. And I, I was hoping I'd get in the swing of things. But it just seems like... I don't know. Sunday, I didn't realize I had... I, I thought I had an assignment due, so I, I log on. It turned out I had like nine assignments due. All in the same day. I was like, mm, okay. So, stayed up to about 3 a.m. doing that. And then I had to go to work at 8 a.m. And then Mondays, I'm here from 8 to 6. Yeah. So, I was pretty dang exhausted. But, you know, it gave me time to get all my homework done. So, I am all caught up now. Um, Good. <laughs> I don't know why I had so many assignments at once. Because I, I regularly keep it updated. And I get on it. And I only have one for this week. So, uh, hopefully next week will be a lot better. But... You know, I was coming off. We had the Super Bowl weekend, so I was at my buddy's house watching that, kind of hanging out and doing that. It was, just, eh, it was pretty disappointing. But, you know, the Pats won, so I'm kind of excited about that. Still think the Saints should have been there. If the Saints were there, it would have been a different game. would have been entertaining, at least, I think. But And, yeah, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl later on. Just, but, you, you bet your butt we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> but other than that, you know, that's pretty much how it's been my week so far. What about yourself? Mine was, uh, it was pretty... I mean, you know, it was a weekend. What did I? <laughs> I worked um, over the weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. You the got that week, weekend job. Yeah. Yeah, the week was pretty. Um, I don't know. It wasn't bad, but it was like not super good. I guess I don't know. I was really like kind of stressed last week. I'm like starting to like get to the point where like I'm realizing, oh, I have ninety five days now to graduate, and so I'm like <laughs> stressing out real bad, and like, are you gonna make it? No, I, it's not even, I know, I know, I know it's just like getting there and my classes this semester like aren't super hard, but it's just a lot. And so I kind of like, um, I had to talk with Lance too, cause it was getting to the point where I was just like spread. I just felt so spread thin mm-hmm. and, and it was, it's a me thing for sure. Like I feel like every semester, like at the beginning, the first like two weeks or so is me like figuring out, okay. This is, you know, what I need to do. This is how I need to, uh, like, okay, I need to get up at this time in the morning. I need to Mm -hmm. have this type of routine. I need to do homework at this time and this, um, like, testing those boundaries. So now I feel good this this week. I feel good. Uh, Last week, not so much. But this week, I feel a lot better. I feel like I'm on track. Um, I'm getting real excited about things. I've got, um, I reserved my cap and gown. There you go. Oh. Which is exciting. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to like look at pictures of my cap, like what I want to do to it. Um, I'm starting to like get ready to apply for big girl jobs, and I'm getting a lot of help Heck applying yeah. for big yeah, girl jobs. Yeah. So that's super exciting. I don't know. I just I'm just feeling good, man. Yeah, I feel like I'm still trying to get into my routine. I'm about there. I mean, just it was just that one class that was outside of my routine. That, like I just completely kind of forgot about it. It's my online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, uh, whoops, but logged on, got everything done, all caught up. So I have an online class like that too. And mine is like, um, it's literally government, but it, there's something due. It's not one of those classes that like everything's due Sunday at a certain time or Saturday. Mm. Uh, it's like sporadic. Just it's like, like whatever. Tuesday, you have a discussion board due. Monday, you have like unit quizzes due. Mm-hmm. I say quizzes plural. So Monday, unit quizzes due. Tuesday, discussion board due. Uh, 
nothing due Wednesday. Thursday, you have discussion replies due. Nothing due Friday. Saturday, you have your reading quiz or your like chapter quiz. Yeah. So it's like something due every other day. But um, I've gotten to the hang where I'm kind of like getting a week ahead. Yeah. So. See, luckily for like my online class, it's all opened. Like we'll I can see. just. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to have like a week where I just feel really determined. I'm going to just sit down and I'm going to knock out that entire class. I want to do that too because mine are, mine are all open right now. Like uh-huh. they have due dates on them, but they're open. So I got um, chapter, what, week? We're in week four, four. now. Four. But I got chapter four done last week. I just did chapter five this week, even there took the go. test. So like I'm just like want to keep the ball rolling and get ahead. I really kind of want to get up to spring break on that class so I don't have to worry about it. Which spring breaks, we got another, what, month until that? Yeah. March 16th, I believe. Um, I think it's the 11th Ooh, through the 16th, yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah, we got about uh, another five weeks until spring break because I have a test coming up on Thursday. Ooh, I so, have a test tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, same. So, Yay. Uh, <laughs> good luck to you, brother. Yep. Tuesday, my night class, we got a, uh, oh, man, I'm not looking too... Not looking forward to it, but hey, we'll get there. We'll do it. <laughs> Mine's my history test, and I don't. I just haven't like really paid attention in history before. Um, but it and it's history thirteen oh one, so like yeah. not like an in depth history class or anything. Just like your basics, like America. But it's really interesting so, to me this semester, and I I like it a lot. So I think um, I I've, I've retained more of the information, and I think I'm going to do a lot better. And you're taking um, you said American history. Uh, yeah, it's oh, like okay. it's U.S. history, so like. How it's I already taken. Texas is it like history. from colonization to today? No, it's the opposite. So it's like from Great Britain to colonization. Oh, and so basically it starts um, from we st- we talked about ancient civilizations in the beginning, and then like how they oh, conquered so different history. parts of the world, and then um, yeah, but it's like called U.S. history because it's the history of how the U.S. was started. And, like, we'll stop at the Civil War. Huh. So, okay. like, we're going over. Uh, we just finished, like, talking about Jamestown and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. And so. Um, See, luckily, I uh, I think I took I took AP dual credit, so I never had to take history up in college. So that's just weird. I to me, that sounds like the world history I did. So I'm Yeah, just, it, I little, mean, it, it, it is. Mm-hmm. It's your basic world history. I just never took it and didn't want it to and i'm really bad like i'm taking government online and i'm really bad about taking um like online classes i I, like i'll take them if i have to yeah but i know that they're not i need to either be very attentive towards them because if i don't then i won't you know get things done because it's just like you don't have i don't have a constant reminder like i don't go to that class every day see that's what i'm saying like now that I, i have it all set up now like i have it uh set up in my google calendar you know give me updates um, I know everything. Luckily, I know for that class, everything is due on Sundays. So as long, you know, throughout the week, I kind of just do one little assignment at a time. I'll be fine. Yeah. And See, then, I, then, like I said, I one of these days, <laughs> I'm going to just sit down and I'm going to do all of it. So. Just get ahead. So I'm just I'm just now kind of trying to fall into that routine, you know, because I, I, I know when all the classes start and know when all the homework is now. So I kind of can schedule things out so I know what I'm doing. So. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're both starting to kind of sort of get in the routine of things. Hey, for, only a quarter way in, baby. <laughs> Honestly. That's so scary, dude. That's just... Uh, Three months? Yeah, oh, my God. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Three months and six days. I'm out of here, bro. 
I know, and then I'll be by myself. Whatever. Uh, and then we'll then we'll have to get Emily on this or something. Oh, dude, you'll have fun. Ew, Emily. <laughs> We're only saying that because she's probably listening. And if she's not listening, then ew, Emily. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is a music podcast. Song of the week, Bop. You got one? I actually do, and it's probably by some people that y'all never heard of, or you might never even heard the song before, but it's uh, it's called Lunatic Fringe, and it's by uh, Red Rider. And it's a one-hit wonder kind of band. Um, they had a f- couple good songs off this track. Uh, I don't think they made more than two albums before they kind of just went their separate ways. Uh, but it is in the movie Vision Quest. If you've ever seen that, you might have heard it from there. And I know it is on the newest Guitar Hero uh, or one of the new Guitar Heroes. I know it's on. I think it's on Warriors of Rock. Uh, I think it's a really good song. It kind of pushed the boundaries when it first came out with classic rock and adding a lot of more electronic elements into it. And, you know, I think it kind of it just all came together really well. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a listen to it. Interesting. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a pretty good song. Like I said, it's one hit wonder. So you probably never heard anything else by that band. But I think um, I just think it's a good combination of different elements. Definitely for that time, of kind of how they made it sound together, and it sounds really good to me. So, well, cool. It's got that um, kind of. It's got that rock vibe for sure. Almost a little bit alternative, just like the instruments and stuff. Right. But yeah, I, I like the vibe of it for sure. Um, what do you got for us this week? So I'm pretty sure I've used AJR before um, because I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I went to their concert last year, me and my best friend. Me and my best friend, I got to take him to a lot of concerts last year, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we got to see the Arctic Monkeys, dude. Ooh. Yeah, like high school me was so fulfilled. Um, but they just came out with a new song. They're coming out with a new album. I just got their um, their last album on vinyl. Uh, it was, I, I love this new song that just came out. It's called a hundred bad days. And it's like, I don't know. All of their music is kind of like uplifting. I would say it's all kind of got the same vibe to it. Like, it's like very, they're very, I don't say they're very niche, mm-hmm. but like you can tell that it's like them. Um, and they're all brothers, which I think is really cool. So, um, like, the Jonas Brothers kind of... <laughs> yeah, but they're not sellouts. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. At the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> At the Jonas Brothers. But, um... And, like, their concert... I think I've talked about this being one of the best concerts we've ever been to. Because it's just so personal. And, like, they put on such a good show. Mm. And it's, like... Like, the kind of people who are at their concerts are, like, their fans. 
So take a listen. Bad days made a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. A hundred bad days made a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. Yeah. No, I ain't scared of you. No, I ain't scared of you no All right, yeah, that's kind of interesting. That's a lot of, uh, wait, so do they also play instruments? Yes, so one of the guys plays piano. A lot of their stuff, like, they're very open and honest about their music. It's a lot of electronic stuff. yeah. But, like, their live show, dude, is awesome because they don't, I don't want to say, like, don't use pre-recorded stuff, but they, they play it all live. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like, so like, they have like a synth out there and they yeah. have a, like a launch pad or a mix board. Kind yeah. Of, okay. yeah. And then he's like just doing it live. Like I'm telling you, that concert was so amazing just because the environment was so cool. Just because like I've been a fan of them since like high school. They had a couple songs out. Uh, I think Buy You a Rose is one of the okay. like ones that yeah. I like. And they had loved, like a so. they had a lot of little melodic beats going through, so yeah, it's yeah. very like relaxing vibe, really yeah. chill. The click was their last album, and it was amazing. So I'm excited to see how this one does. Um, but yeah, and like I just think they're a cool group of brothers, and like their whole thing is like, you know, we're young and we're like not gonna sell, like we're not selling out because we don't have no one to sell out to. They have a song called "I'm Not Famous," and it's just funny because one line is like, "You'll never." Even you've never even heard that I've spent twenty grand on shirts, and he's like the best thing about my life is I'm not famous, and so like they're like basically their whole thing is like people know about us and it's great and like they like being a small band because mm-hmm. like yeah. their shows do sell out for like their little venues, yeah. but it's like everyone knows their stuff and this song is basically just about how um, even when like you're not going through the best of times like a hundred bad days. Makes a hundred good stories. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. you know, it's an experience that you can use. So, that's my well, spiel. Awesome, yeah. And I, I also like the smaller venues. It's a lot more personal with the artist, you know. You can kind of... Exactly. So, I, I definitely feel you on that one. So, But, all right. So, we're going to get into our music news. I'm going to head... And I'm going to start out with our uh, two of our stories that are kind of blast from the past, in my opinion. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start with Lil Bow Wow. And uh, Lil Bow Wow, he has been arrested and charged with battery. That's Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, has been arrested and charged with battery in Atlanta, as the Associated Press reported that, according to police, Moss and a woman named Leslie Holden were arrested early Saturday morning after police were called to the scene. Holden reportedly told the police that Moss had assaulted her, and both Moss and Holden were arrested as officers couldn't tell who's the primary aggressor, and both had suffered from visible minor injuries. So... Uh, I guess there was like a little bit of a scuffle. I don't know if that's his girlfriend or not. I, I looked and I couldn't find any information on it other than that. Um, so I really don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> so like I looked like looking at this story, it wasn't like I like I saw this pop up because like this is going to sound kind of bad, but I get most of my news from Twitter. Just because, yeah. like, Twitter is, you know, they do get news. They yeah. do get things like that. Like, I literally got a notification from Twitter, and it was like, story for you, uh, Shad Moss just got arrested. 
And like I looked at their I looked at their mugshots, dude, and they look just the same, honestly. I don't know. But um I like that they said they didn't know who the primary aggressor was. I'm glad they didn't just assume it was him. It could have been her, because women can aggress men too. So <laughs> Bob Shagan said, Yeah, it happens. I know. It happens, yeah. So, um I I don't know if that is his girlfriend, but See, that's what I was trying to find out. I was like, is it a domestic dispute or what is going on? So I, I really don't know what the reasoning is, nor I, I couldn't really find out why they were fighting. So I guess we're just going to have to wait for that police report to come out and get through because this only happened the other day. So Yeah, it's, it's very recent. So, But <laughs> another really recent story that we have is about Soldier Boy. And um, I'm going to start it out with uh, Soulja Boy. He had just signed with Warner Chapel Records and uh, shortly after dropping his latest track intro. And uh, this is part of his next album. How how could you blame me? And this is set to release in July 28th. So he has um, signed with a new record label and he's got some new songs coming out and a new album coming out in late July. Well, uh, a woman told police Saturday that Soldier Boy kidnapped her, but his manager is saying that never happened. So, sources sir, or sources from a familiar with the allegations tell the TMZ a woman named Kayla was sent to Soldier Boy's home in Agora Hills, just outside of L.A., Friday night, and around 2.30 a.m. And Saturday, they began arguing, and she was told to leave. Uh, we were told that Kayla, who was apparently dating Soldier Boy, got into her car, put it in reverse, and backed out the driveway, where she clipped the curve, and she was told that the Soldier Boy's assistant was outside, witnessed it, became agitated, and then the two started to fight. Uh, sources connected to Kayla claim that Soldier Boy came out and tried to break the fight up, but Kayla claims that he punched and kicked her, while she was on the ground, and then took her inside the garage and tied her to a chair with an extension cord. Sources then say that she was tied up for six hours, and then where she was then released, she went home, contacted the police Saturday morning, and was told that she went to the hospital and was treated for her injuries and discharged late Saturday night, where she claims she has three fractured ribs and a concussion. Law enforcement acknowledges someone filed a kidnapping report Saturday morning and that there is an active investigation, but they would not divulge the name of the suspect or the alleged victim. Soldier Boy is on a five-year probation for a weapons conviction and is not allowed to threaten anyone or possess a deadly weapon. So we shall see where these charges lead for him. Um. <laughs> I So here's the thing. Because he's about to, he just got signed. He's about to come out with some new music, right? Mm-hmm. This story is crazy to me. I don't know what freaking happened. See, like, there's so many two sided information on this that I really don't know what to believe yet. Well, to me, it's like there's no, like, we don't know any, like, really any details. Like, well, we know it's when just it happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We know when it happened, but, like, we don't know who the woman is. We don't know his relationship to the woman. Well, it is, they think it might be his girlfriend. Isn't that, that's the same case with Bow Wow. We think it might have been the girlfriend, but we don't know. So, um, regardless, uh, if it is true, if he did... Uh, if he did end up fighting her, that does violate his five-year probation, so he will end up getting charged with a felony for that. Um, but I, I just... Soldier Boy, I know, is kind of a crazy guy. I know he's kind of... I just... I don't see... I just don't see why he would do that. 
I don't either. I don't understand you, what's going on. It, you know what? It, it sounds a lot to me like Eminem where you're just going to tie up up in the basement and burn the house down. It's just, it's wild. If she ever tries to leave again, he's going to tie her to the bed and set the house on fire. That's exactly what it seems. <laughs> it seems like. Because she tried to leave, uh, clipped that car, they got in that argument, brought her inside, tied her up. <laughs> and see, like, the thing is, like, when Eminem went through his crazy face, he just rapped about it. Yeah, he, he didn't, he wasn't about it. <laughs> Maybe he was like, I'll talk, no action, but I think that that's, I don't, I don't know. Um, well, you know, speaking of someone who's all talk and no action... Don't we got a story about uh, the boy 6 9 Oh my gosh, that is right. We have a little bit on the rapper Takashi 6 9 as he pleads guilty to some federal charges. Um, so Takashi 6 9 the colorful and controversial Brooklyn rapper, quickly rose to fame after the release of his song Gummo in October 2017, has pleaded guilty to nine criminal charges stemming from an indictment brought to him against him and four others, including his former manager, Kifano Jordan, last November. The charges to the rapper, born Daniel Hernandez, pleaded guilty to including racketeering in concert with a New York gang called the Nine, Tri- Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods, Trey <laughs> of which his defendants from the November indictment were also accused of being a part of, assault, firearms offenses, and one dra- drug trafficking charge. His plea was entered on January 23rd, but became a, pu- a public Friday after the relevant court documents were made available. Hernandez's lawyer, um, Lance Lazaro, did not immediately respond to requests for comments on the pleas. However, Hernandez's precipitous rise as performer has been inseparable from all the alleges of instances of violence, grudges between him and other rappers, and serious legal troubles. The next hearing for this case will be um, scheduled for February 27th in Manhattan. So what they really didn't go over on this is how he snitched. And he kind of... You, you just can't do that. See, okay, that's the thing. We've we've talked about this before with 6ix9ine and how, like, we don't or I don't think that he's, like, because he, he raps about all this stuff mm-hmm. and he claims Trey Way and he's in this gang and all that. But, like, then, like, if he gets in trouble for gang stuff, oh, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. I'm just, ra- I'm just rapping about it. It's yeah. like, I ain't a part of that. And so it's like, if you're in a gang, dude, if you're going to claim a gang, you got to be in a gang. Because if not, number one, like, you, you can't you're going to get in trouble for doing something you didn't do, quote unquote. You can't say you're part of a gang and then say you're not part of that gang because then that gang is going to come at you. And then, yeah, I was going to say the next part is you can't out that gang because that gang will take you out. So here's the thing. he's he's um, I think he's facing up to 47 years right now. Oh, my God. So even yeah. if he... Even with his plea deal, it's 47. So even if he were maybe, maybe bring mm-hmm. it down by snitching some more... But, I mean, he's he's not going to be safe if he gets out of jail. He's not safe in jail. So You can't do that. I thought you were going here. There's a joke, and it's like he's got a minimum of 47 years, and he's six, he's 22 right now. So if he went to jail for 47 years, he'd get out when he was 69. Well. Ha, ha, ha. That worked no, out for him. he might not get out because here's the thing. You can't claim gang and then not be gang. And then rat out gang and expect to live. Now, I'm not condoning murder. I want to point that out. I'm not condoning murder. I just, like, have basic common sense. I, yeah, witness protection isn't going to be able to help him. Dude, I watch a lot of lockup, okay? 
I watch be scared oh, straight yeah. beyond scared straight. Oh yeah. These little kids, right? These little kids go in there. I'm telling I'm talking about like 11, 12 year old little kids. Yeah. They'll go into this jail and they'll be like, "Oh, you claiming you're a blood? You claim you're a blood? Okay, come like say something." And then they get so scared and they pee their pants and they cry. And I'm like, "You thought you were hard." But this There's. man is asking you to to state what you claim and you can't do it. So, well, I don't know. I well, just like I feel like 69's like from what I've read, like he's pretty much, I mean, he's in a bad situation because he has to stay in solitary confinement. Yeah. And that, and that's for safety. That's for his safety. Also, solitary confinement is kind of one of my worst fears, but also it's very like, it's not illegal, but it's um, morally corrupt. They're, dude. I mean, I know they're changing some different laws on it because definitely, I mean, because it's like that's I, psychological. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, that type of that's not only just physical punishment; that's psychological punishment. Mm-hmm. That's the because reason that people, some like repeat offenders, they just get so comfortable in that jail yeah, just mindset. They have even. that, and that they think jail. They everything. And so they're like, like, even when they're out, they think like that. So it's like, oh, I'm out. I don't know what to do. I want to go back. You know, here's the thing. I could not imagine for the next 47 years of my life doing a 23 and one. So 23 hours inside the cell and then one 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 hour hour out. Well, I couldn't either. I I would not know what to do. I would probably go insane. I would probably consider suicide because we're sociable Mm -hmm. beings. Yeah, we're sociable beings. And that's why they they, they're a lot of time. They're on that suicide watch. Yeah, exactly. I um, have you ever seen the Stanford prison experiment? Mm. (laughs) Yes. That is just like. If you ever watch anything in your life, go watch that movie because it, it is it, wild. It's um, it, it's like Lord of the Flies brought to life. See, and I, I'm about to read Lord of the Flies. You know, I see. I had to I had to read that. I had to read it for school. I'm about to read Lord of the Flies for the first time. It's um. <laughs> I was supposed to read what is funny. Okay, so funny thing off of that, um, the whole Lord of the Flies aspect of how everybody just devolves into these like, cr- like survival instincts kick in mm-hmm. man i watched the fire festival yeah i watched the documentary and they were saying that first first night like they, everybody was there there was like this camaraderie when the sun, sun was up they're like all trying to figure out helping how we're going to do this as soon as that night's when the night went down there was pitch black there was no light on the tents he said they were saying that man they're like it was like lord of the flies out there it was survival of the fittest i'm sorry i still haven't watched it um, but I'm going to, I promise. But, but yeah, to me, it seems very like, like even the movie, like, like the Stanford prison experiment, yeah. it like, if you don't, I'm going to tell you the plot, like these kids, they're in, they're put into a psychological experiment mm-hmm. and, um, basically one half of them are the prisoners, one half of them are the guards and they're told, okay, you have to do this, you have to do this, and you have to do this as the guards. You have to do this, this, and this as the prisoners. Some of it's not ethically okay, mm-hmm. and they have to choice. They have well, the choice of whether they want to do it or not. And so it's like how, like, that being in that position changes your oh, yeah. psyche, it's, your mentality. It's like, basically how they did it. They wanted to see um, how power corrupts or leads or what the effects of it is on people so what they did was they like absolute power corrupts absolutely they said they told the guards this is your job do it and they told the prisoners you're to do everything they tell you to do yep so 
the whole point of this, the entire time, they're just waiting for somebody to stop and be like, stop it. Like yeah. the kids to be like, no, I'm not doing this or just stop it. And we're not going to ruin the plot for you. But it's just, it's, it's a, it's very interesting to see. I'm very into movies that will challenge me psychologically. Um, and it, this is one of them. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's like we all, it's strip away civilization. What are, what are you without all your morals? Thought? Exactly. Like, what are you? And, and, and who are you when no one's looking? See, I know I'm a survivor. I know I'll do whatever I have to to survive. I mean, I'd like to think I'm the same way. See, when it comes to fight or flight, I've always had to fight. Well, oh, me too. It's like I've never had to flight. I've never locked up in fear to run. It's just always been like, dude. Yeah, me neither. I've I was like, if I'm like... going to die, I'm going to die fighting at least. Like, I'm going to go out with a bang, man. But I just, man... Well, me, like, even, like, when in, like, situations where I think I've been, where I, I don't know if I've ever told you, I have a, I've had a gun pulled on me before by a police officer, and it was a very scary experience, yeah. but, like, even in that situation, I was like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, I'm not, like, going to tense, freeze up, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm going to put my hands up and stop, but, like, what do I need to do? Like, yeah. I don't want to run, or, like, you know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. freeze See, up, or, like, it's just, it's a different type of experience. Which, I mean... Mine, mine doesn't compare to that because mine was I was delivering. I was just a piece of delivery <laughs> and the guy was drunk. He was a blacklisted. He was blacklisted anyway. I don't know why we were delivering to him. Um, but wait, like blacklisted with like like we weren't supposed to. Why? Because deli- he's out of county or because a- oh, he was just ter- I'll okay. tell you. OK, so I roll up. Um, I was he, he OK. So when he made his order, he. The estimated time of arrival was an hour. I got there in 37 minutes. Ooh. And he was like, he was like, this is cool. This is all blah, blah, like slurring. He was like, he was like, oh, I got something to take care of it. And he pulled out a shotgun and cocked it at me. I was like, <sighs> I was yeah. like, really over pizza, bro? I was like, yeah. dude, take it. I wouldn't even charge you. Just take it. Yeah. It's one of those. It's not that serious. But he's like inching at me. And he's like, and then, then he, he gets on the phone. He's calling my manager. And the entire time I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I could easily just grab this gun. Just be done with this. Well, I'm glad you didn't do that. Well, I, I was like, I was like, there's no way. I, I, I was like, ah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to chance it. Like something happened. I was like, we were able to just. I was like, dude, take the food. I'm getting out of here. Uh, whatever. Called like filed the police report. I'm not. I don't care. I'm out of here. But it's just. It's when you're in those situations, you don't really think like. All these fire, like, at the fire festival, you got to think, they had, like, 600 people. Yeah. And I mean, these are affluent people. And they're all trying to huddle into the, they had, like, 250 tents and so, no supplies. So they're just going all loop mode, like, trying to save themselves. Mode. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. It's just insane kind of see how they kind of devolve into that. It's like, um, um, you said this a while back. Like, how you know that, like, if I think that things are starting to get serious with a girl, I'll take her to an escape room. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's going to tell you, like, how you guys deal in that high-pressure situation. Exactly. And I actually think that's a really good idea. Oh, no. It is. it is Every time I've done it, and I have, I'll tell you what, you'll know. Because if it's, if it's coming in there, you're all trying to work together, and it's just all of a sudden, y'all are beating heads against each other, it's not going to <laughs> it's, just, it's just not gonna work you <laughs> have to work together teamwork makes the dream work exactly and if y'all just can't synergize and do that kind of stuff it's like 
Boom. So, hey, everybody out there, Valentine's Day is coming up. If you think you're with your boo. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> yeah, if you think you're with your boo, take them to, to an escape, escape room. room. Let's see. And if you solve it, great, propose. If you don't, great, break up. Well, no, I mean, okay, you don't have <laughs> to win. Bob. You don't have to win. I mean, if y'all can make it, like, halfway through... And y'all don't make it. It's fine as long as y'all work together. Yeah. But if y'all are fighting five minutes in and that's it, you're stuck in there for an hour. You cannot get out of there for 60 minutes. I didn't know that. I've never been to one, no, but I do want to go. in there for 60 minutes. Or, I mean, it can be less than 60 minutes if you beat it. Yeah. But you got 60 minutes, like, solo dolo, dude. Both of y'all in this small room trying to figure things out. So I, I mean, feel like, so I might, me and one of my friends might move in together. Um, when I move and I feel like this is a really good thing for us to do like to see how like how are we going to handle like stress situations and things like that Hmm. and it's kind of funny I did it I mean I did it with my um, I did it with all my family Mm. and my mom and I took point like my mom and I synergized very well we were just solving the questions solving all this stuff my brother and my my brother and my dad in the background kind of just like trying to figure things out well they're trying to figure out it's not their fault (laughs) <laughs> they, um, they tried <laughs> yeah they tried they were just they, my dad my dad solved one and my brother solved one they both solved one puzzle so well, they contributed go. and they there were puzzles con- that my mother and i couldn't figure out so hey it worked out they contributed to society but we didn't i, I felt pretty good as a family because we didn't break down and argue and fight that's good. At least not until the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know. Those but last... we were we were in the crunch time, and um, this it was a brand new one, and we were like f- only people to ever try it without hints, and we missed it by like ten seconds. Well, the thing, the good thing is you tried. Um, I just you, how much money did that cost? Um, it's only like twenty twenty five bucks a person. That's not bad. No, it's it's actually a really good experience. Like the only issue is you can only do it once. Yeah. But they typically have like four or five on um there, and they uh-huh. usually have some that rotate in and out. So oh, there's always cool. like something. And I mean, I think they're awesome. So can I introduce the next story? Go ahead. I have a really good um, introductor. <laughs> okay. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12 years overdoing his visa. We're talking about 21 Savage. Um, 21 Savage got arrested by ICE. Yes, I said ICE. I-C-E. The, the 21 Savage might be deported. Well, I believe he's already uh, being handed over in custody. Yes. To yes. the um, UK government. So, the Grammy-nominated rapper 21 Savage, who has long been associated with Atlanta... Atlanta. Wikipedia page, it says Atlanta, Georgia. So don't read every, don't trust everything you read on the internet. Or, I was like, why would Wiki lie? It's insane. Honestly. <laughs> he's been arrested by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. The agency says he's actually a U.K. citizen who overstayed his visa and he now faces deportation. Uh, this news comes as a surprise to fans who assumed that the rapper was from Atlanta, as he often talked about his tough childhood on the city's east side. As the Atlanta Journal-Constitution put it, 21 Savage, whose real name is Shah Ye Ben Abraham Joseph, has long been considered a local act. Yeah, I was like, I honestly, I want to know what his religion is, too. Yeah, that kind I, of sounds like a Muslim name. Yeah. But, but okay, so from this, they're saying that he's from, like, UK, but he's actually from Dominica. Which is in the Jamaican 
uh-huh. um, the islands of like Jamaican area. And that's just because that is under UK. Are they a UK territory? territory. Well, that's like uh, someone who would be from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico yeah. They'd be considered American because exactly. that's an American territory. Literally, the only uh, thing that Puerto Rico has or doesn't have that it's like the right all the other vote. states have, yeah, is the right to vote because they're they're a, an American territory. Mm-hmm. They're just not uh, a state. Exactly. And there's actually, I think, there's a bill or being pushed to maybe make it a state so we might have 51 states just i don't the only thing and i could see why a lot of people are like eh, is how are you going to put that 51st star <laughs> well, well honestly it'll help us uh their economy is doing really well mm-hmm. so that would contribute greatly to our economy and that's one of the big reasons why they're thinking about doing it i mean it's already is our economy the yeah. ter- because the territory we still have, like, well, well, con- yeah, but it's considered an American territory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like not a part of the United States. It's like a U.S. territory. Oh, okay. But- so what you're saying is like on our GDP, we do not get a claim. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes, because they have their as their own country. Right. Okay. They're their own. So gotcha. when they would join our country and be a part of our state, then we would get- okay. Gotcha. Um, let's see. The 26-year-old first appeared on a rap on the rap scene in 2015 and has since rocketed to success. In December, he scored his first number one on the Billboard charts for his latest album, I'm Greater Than I Was. It turns out he was a U.K. national who came to the U.S. as a child but then overstayed his visa, federal officials say. He was taken into custody Sunday morning during a targeted operation in metro Atlanta. ICE spokesman Brian Cox said, as reported by the Associated Press, um, in July 2005, when he was 13, he entered the U.S. legally but stayed in the country after his visa expired a year later, Cox told the AP. Um, the rapper was convicted of felony drug charges in 2014, Cox said, but ICE was not aware of his immigration status at the time and only learned later, an ICE official told the journal. Well, that's because back then, 2015, the ICE wasn't a big thing. They hadn't had that big push until the Trump administration. Yeah, and all that, which so. makes a lot of sense. But it's like his no one knew about his status. Oh, yeah. Like literally I thought he until from Georgia. Same. Yeah, he literally fooled the government. They're bamboozled. Uh, according to CNN correspondent Nick Valencia, Abraham Joseph was in the car with another rapper who was the target of a criminal arrest. After law enforcement learned about his immigration status, Abraham Joseph was taken into custody. His lawyer, Dina LaPolt, told the AP she had been working to get him out and saying her client is a role model to young people. As 21 Savage, Abraham Joseph had a commitment to telling the stories of his life at Atlanta Zone 6. Billboard wrote last month referring to the east side of Atlanta. The East Atlanta rapper has been repping the neighborhood he grew up in and rapping about the violence and the pain that he's encountered and inflicted since he first stepped into a recording booth. Um, Abraham Joseph has said the 21 in his name refers to a street gang indicator. And at the time of his arrest, his Wikipedia page said he was born in Atlanta in 1992. So according to the Washington Post, uh, you have a note on this where where you said he was from the yeah, Dominica. Yeah, the Dominica. Because a lot of people think he was just from uh, British, but we ended up watching a uh, little bit more into it. We kind of did a little bit more research, and that's where we found um, from one of his buddies that it's actually from Dominica, and it's, uh, it's in the Jamaican area, and that's why uh, it's controlled by UK. It's a UK territory, and that's why he's considered a um, U- or a U. UK citizen, not a United States citizen. So, um, yeah, he came in 
it's just wild to me. I feel like this entire time, I, how are you getting? How are you getting driver's license? How are you getting this? How are you getting that? Like, how are you doing all this? And, and all this time, nobody tried to file anything either. Like, that's yeah. That's what I want to know. Um, like, I really want to know. Because I mean, even if he gets kicked out, he still goes on tour. So I'm assuming he has to apply for a business um, visa. Or I don't really know how does that work. So I can't wait to see more details about this story because um, he came over when he was 13. So I want to know like who and why he came, like who he came over with and why. Um, who was he staying with that kept him in America? Why didn't he go back in here? What? Like, kind of visa did he have that he can only stay for a year? Very bamboozling, for sure. No, yeah, it's very interesting because, like, it's one of those things, and it's also, to me, it's funny. Honestly, I think this is going to be a big story for a while. Not funny. I didn't mean that. What I meant to say when I said it was funny is it changes the way you look at immigration, you know? Yeah. Because people are like, the picture that pops into, I'm not going to generalize people. But I'm going to say the picture that pops into a lot of people's minds when they think of someone getting deported is someone who's Hispanic, mm-hmm. of Hispanic descent. Yeah. So, like, seeing 21 Savage and going, whoa, he's yeah. British. See, what? And I think we see that a lot more because we're from, like, Texas. But up in, like, the um, Northeast, it's a lot of Indo-Europeans yeah. up there. And it's, Canadians. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like they overstay their visa. I feel like they just kind of cross the border, hang out a little bit, go back. <laughs> yeah, and see, I think also, I I I just want to know a lot more about this because as a thirteen year old, oh, how yeah. do you overstay your visa? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you get a social security card? How do you get uh, uh, how do you get your driver's license? How do you do this? Or does he even have any of that? Has he just been trying to stay on the DL? And then if it, okay, here's the biggest thing: if you're trying to stay on the DL, you don't do a song with Post Malone. Well, I was about to say, here's the thing: like, if you're trying to like kind of stay under the radar you don't try to be a rapper no <laughs> and definitely when you start becoming a popular rapper don't you think you kind of want to you know take care of all that business i mean that's what i would think because with all that money at that time i feel like he should have been able to get it done taken care of i'm also like very whoa like i didn't even like i didn't even know who knew it's yeah uh, i don't I didn't, know like I said, I thought it was from Atlanta, Georgia. So this is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a pretty big story. I think for the next couple of weeks, we'll get a lot more information on it. I think so, too. I think we need a lot of clarification, for sure. And I hope that comes out. And I hope, like, you know, even if he does get deported, I hope he's able to come back. Like I said, he's going to be doing tours, or he's going to get, like, a work visa or something. So he'll be back. Yeah, he has to be, because, I mean, he's doing tours and things like that. I... I don't know what kind of visa he had, but like, yeah, now he should be able to apply for a work visa. How long that visa is going to take, we don't know. Well, here's but... the thing: I think money talks. I think he's got enough money to streamline oh, the, the streamline everything, and I'm sure like his agent, and everything has some connections to kind of help streamline that. So, uh, I yeah, I'm really curious to see what else is going to come on that. So we'll keep you updated because I'm really shook. <laughs> like, yeah, same. Like this came out, and I was like. I was like, hold, 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 hold up, what? I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I'm very confused. Right, and I have one more story before we go ahead and get into our sports. And it's uh, pretty important to me because I, one of my 
biggest stars that I liked when I grew up from, uh, I guess, from my parents' generation. But he, you know, he's he was the Goblin King in Labyrinth, and he did a lot of he did a lot of other um, movies as well. But we have a lead actor revealed for our new David Bowie biopic, Stardust. So Stardust is an upcoming film about David Bowie, and his cast is leading man as Deadline and Screen International note that the role will be played by actor-musician Johnny Flynn, and he will be accompanied by Mark Maron, who is portraying Bowie's publicist, and Jenna Malone from The Hunger Games as Bowie's first wife, Angie. The film will explore Bowie's first trip to America in the early 70s and the genesis of his Ziggy Stardust persona, and Bowie's son, Duncan Jones, tweeted that the film... W- does not have the family's blessing. Uh oh. So so okay. You know what that means? I mean, this is gonna be like a true life thing. Yeah, no, I think from, it's gonna like, be like a lot of it's probably gonna be like not directed by close friends of his, but like a lot of input from like close mm-hmm. friends of his and yeah. things like that. Because it's sad to say, but like a lot of stuff, like when it doesn't have um, pr- approval from like the family and things, it's because there's stuff in there that like they don't want people to know about but most of the time it's the yeah. truth exactly so i think it's, it might take some skeletons out of the closet which i mean i'm curious to see i know i'm gonna watch it because i like was a big star for me so i i want to i really want to get into it just like it's kind of interesting and we had like the queen um yeah but that one wasn't it mostly because i didn't see it but i heard that it was mainly like about bohemian raps it was bohemian rhapsody it was like because it is called Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think more people thought that it well, was going to be more of a Queen biopic, but it's yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. about, like, the creation of Queen and then that song. And how they were like, dude, this is never going to get on the radio. No, not, this isn't a real song with all these made-up whatever. It and makes then, like, no sense. as soon as we leave the studio, mm-hmm. I'm going to go play that on KXDR, 100.7 The Planet. Check us out. <laughs> so, shameless plug. <laughs> So it's just um, I'm curious to see it because I like I like Bowie so I hope it's well like I I saw um I saw Queen and I thought they did a fantastic job so I'm hoping to see similar uh, kind of quality when it comes to that but um according to the deadline the principal photography begins this June so it's going to be coming up in the next couple of years um, hopefully hopefully it'll be coming out in 2019 but more than likely it's going to be in 2020 so. I have one last news. I'm sorry. I have one last thing to say before we go into our sports. And it's it's funny because we kind of talked about her, I feel like, the uh, past couple of weeks. But um, it's a little bit about Iggy Azalea. And it, there's going to be a collab between Iggy Azalea and Cardi B. It's coming, and it's coming after Jay White, the producer of Bodak Yellow, and I Like It, and Money had teased about it. So... We got some new music coming out with uh, Cardi and Iggy, so we'll see if this is going to be the return of Iggy or not. So, my favorite thing about Iggy Azalea it has to be her like sense of humor. Mm. Um, I don't. Oh, <laughs> this is how I was talking to um, Keelan. I I said I'm not not a fan of Iggy Azalea. Oh yeah, that's right. We uh, we got our new GA today, so yeah, she's pretty cool. And we were just like talking earlier, and I said, "I'm I'm not not a fan of Iggy Azalea, um, but I do really appreciate her sense of humor." Um, I was talking about how one time on Twitter, someone said, "Let me go ahead and stream uh, Fancy so that Iggy Azalea can get a uh, a cheeseburger from McDonald's tonight." And then she like clapped back and said, "Can you stream Black Widow too so I can get ice cream cone?" <laughs> and I was like. Wow. So, like, I appreciate her sense of humor for sure. I think, uh, 
I don't know how I feel about her and Cardi B doing a song together because, like, I always thought they were like, okay, so, <laughs> like, there's always been like Nikki, yeah, and then there was Izzy. Izzy, I felt like that was like a you know kind of off-brand discount Nicki Minaj. Same yeah. with Cardi B. However, Cardi has proved to not be. Cardi has done a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious. For me, they're kind of in the same realm, and when I say same realm, I don't mean like, uh, like of like stature, like. Obviously, Cardi B is more famous. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Cardi B's got more under her belt. She's got more publicity under her belt. But to me, they're both like female rappers. Mm-hmm. Cardi B doesn't sing. Nicki Minaj sings and raps. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's like different in a different space. Um, but Cardi B doesn't sing. I don't think Iggy Azalea sings. They both, but they both rap. And like, if you listen to well, their songs, I, mean, I like, feel like they sing in fancy a little bit. Not really singing, though. Because she, I'm pretty sure someone featured on Fancy with her. Oh. I, I just wonder that was her for m- main vocals on that. Um, I, I guess that's the only th- song I can think no, of. No, it was where Charlie XCX. Oh. Because I know Black Widow, yeah, she raps in the Black Widow, so. Yeah. Um, and she's on that one, I want to say, with Rita Ora. <laughs> so, let me see. Yeah, it's Rita Ora. So, like, she's... Like, uh, she's a rapper, but she's not much of a singer. Hmm. So, like, I'm just, like, trying to picture what's the song going to be about. And Cardi B, she doesn't sing. Yeah. Money. You got to get that money. So, I, I'm really interested to see how. Well, I don't know. What are, these are red bottom. These are black. Uh. Yeah, she doesn't, like, if you think about it, she doesn't sing. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I wouldn't consider that rap either, though. I just, I don't know. It, it'll definitely be interesting. I'm, it's hip-hop. Like, I'm, okay, so, like, okay, but, like, she does rap. Like, yeah. on Money, she's rapping. Like, most of her music, she's rapping. Yeah. Baconhead, she's rapping. Like, she's not singing. Right. You know? And so, like, if, if there's going to be, like, some singing, she's but not I do doing agree. the verse most that, of the time. That is, like... Nikki can do it all. Yeah, so. she can sing and she can rap. Lester's just talking about how he doesn't like her voices that she does. And uh, Keelan says something about liking her uh, the Pink Print album, and mm-hmm. I was just like, getting. We were we've been like, and, I mean, in nostalgia all day. Uh, they keep bringing up old music. I'm like, mm. because, <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh my god, I remember when this came out when I was in like third grade, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> okay, you were in middle school, like, come on now, calm down, <laughs> you're not a 75-year-old man, <laughs> but, um, I was in junior high, yeah, that's not 75, that's <laughs> like 13, 14. I feel like that's a, hey, I feel like there's a pretty big difference between grade it's school like and a, junior high, yeah, and I don't know who I was talking about with it, but like, it's just so funny that to me, like, like right now, like a three-year age gap is kind of a big deal, like, it's it very... Is. Uh, like you remember things that I don't, and I remember things that you don't. It's because the like the speed of technology advancement during it hit, the nineties and early two thousands. It hit us the most. Oh yeah, because like my parents, they're like four years apart, but they don't like like that's not a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas you and me, we remember things very separately. Because well, we had talked about this. You're a 90s baby. Yes. Well, I'm a 90s, 90s kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. And so like and, and me and Keelan were the same age. And so we were talking about how like I was like I like we're at the tail end of millennials. Like we're not because people won't realize that like a 25 year old, a 30 year old, they're a millennial. Yeah. They're that beginning like, of that millennial generation. And I was like, I'm not a Gen Z kid. I'm not a Gen Z kid. 
I'm going to say it one more time. I am not a Gen Z kid. Uh, it's just I'm not one of them Tide Pod eating kids. It's We're just like very the... odd for me. It's just because I, I the technology that I reference and I can think of is just so different. Yeah. Like I think probably okay. For me, I had dial up was the internet that I had most of my life. Well, yeah. And see the thing is like with me, you had at least DSL. No, no, no. We had dial up and then we had DSL and then we had like data like on your yeah. phone. So it's like I remember going through each one of those stages. Like I, I remember floppy disks mm-hmm. and I know what a floppy disk is. And then CDs. I know what it in a tape mm-hmm. recorder. Yeah. I know what that is. And it's like but now they're they're making cars that don't have C D players in them anymore. My mom's yeah, car didn't have a C D player. It's all Bluetooth. That's the same with my mother's. That annoys me, but so also like I got a collection of CDs. So <laughs> Yeah, right? So I have like this the the flip deck and I have like fifty different CDs in there. <laughs> My mom, she like, as soon as now, not now, actually, I think it started probably a couple years ago, but as soon as she would like get a CD, she would just immediately download it. And I always thought it was so funny. But now, I mean, it's really helpful because she doesn't have a CD player in her car. So So. it's crazy how technology works. I know. I was like, like I said, my high school, I I didn't get DSL till I was in high school, which. And see, my high school was a tech school, so we all had Macs. Yeah, which I think is insane. Because we didn't even have Wi-Fi in my school when I was at I, mean, just... I think that like our our age gap and our generation is the most year distinctive. Oh yeah, because like I said, we remember certain things so differently. In that four years that I left school, they had brought in Wi-Fi, um, tablets for kids, um, like mobile, like multiple mobile laptop labs. Yeah, like and see, I had a laptop lab when I was in elementary school. So it's crazy, crazy man. Just talking about how old we are. <laughs> but, okay, I guess while we go into move into uh, our sports, it's kind of a music at the same time, I guess, <laughs> with our Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. So, let's go halftime and then, because it's like music and then sports. Okay. Um, so, we got the halftime show. We did end up seeing Spongebob. I uh, didn't see Spongebob, and I, it was only like five seconds. Yeah, it was so. like, it, okay, so it was like right... In between songs when Maroon 5 and Travis Scott is like right before sicko mode. See, oh, I did see that. I didn't think it was Spongebob. The thing, they should have just done, they should have just had Maroon 5 do a Spongebob tribute. Could have just done the song, yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing. I I like Maroon 5. Um, I like Big Boy. I like Travis Scott, whatever. But that was not, it wasn't a good show. Oh, no. Not in my opinion. I tweeted. It, I thought it was just so weird to be going back and forth, like, and it how the felt, transition. I was just like, uh, it felt very random to me because it was like Maroon Five is singing a song, they sing this love, and then Travis Scott comes and sings Sicko, Sicko mode, mode, and then and he's then, dancing around with with um, Adam Levine, and I'm like, what? And then Adam Levine sings another song, and then Big Boy, and then he sings She Will Be Loved. She Will Be Loved is not a Super Bowl song. Like, there's just it's certain just, songs you don't sing at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get it because that's one of the, like, main songs that Maroon 5 is famous for. But, like, I just think that I don't know what they were thinking, maybe. Yeah, I, like, they could have done, I don't know, I don't think they did moves like Dragger, but they did Girls Like You. That, to me, was a bad idea because then we're, like, waiting. Okay, is Cardi B going to come out? See, okay. And she didn't. 
that's how I felt on Sicko Mode. I was like, okay, here is comes he gonna, Drake. Is Drake going to just be like a puff of smoke and Drake come out and finish it up? I I mean, that would have been pretty lit. I would have been excited. So but, I yeah, know that he like, did. Um, I know. I'm pretty sure he did Harder to Breathe. Um, and I know he did Sugar. He, he did what uh, she will be loved. To me, One More Night, Payphone. No, maybe not even Payphone. Uh, Animal, or I'm sorry, Animals, Map. Like, those are good, like, upbeat songs that you'll want to, like, listen to. But this, like, it just felt not good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. I I thought the entire Super Bowl was very lackluster to begin with. Like, the commercials were eh. The the halftime show was eh. The game was eh. I just think it was all eh. Easily one one of the least memorable Super Bowls. Let me see. I know it's the l- lowest scoring Super Bowls. However, there's okay. If there's one thing we can take out of the Super Bowl, it's that we've had the longest punt in Super Bowl history. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, because it was extremely boring. Okay, so this was the lineup: Harder to Breathe, This Love, Girls Like You, The Way You Move by Outkast. Because it's big boy. She will be loved. Sugar moves like Jagger. And then Sicko Mode was in there. So, like, I don't... I think that that's just not a good lineup. It was just very odd and out of place, I felt like. I mean... I think that Girls Like You is too slow. And it's... it. The only reason that that song got so many hits on YouTube was because of Cardi B. See, I feel like... Okay, so for the Super Bowl, you got to take artists that do... That are used to, like, stadiums. Yeah. That, that and can like, fill in the stadiums she will and be perform loved? there. No. Bro, I still think... Maps. I still think, okay, see, I saw like five or seven, I don't know how many years ago, I'm not even going to try to reference it, but I saw this pink um, where, and it was like at this dome, it was at a stadium, and she's like on the, she's just in the air flying around. I'm like, dude, why not just have her do that? It was amazing. I'm like, why not have her do that? I think she's done a Super Bowl. I think that might have been at a Super Bowl. Lady Gaga's done a killer Super Bowl. Beyonce did a killer Super Bowl. It's like, you just... I think, I don't know, Travis Scott might even have done better. I just think the vibe was off. The okay, music so was off. Maybe if Travis Scott was like the center point and then he could have brought, like have other people with yeah. it. May- yeah, it could have been. Because usually how that happens is like, okay, they're going to bring out um, like the other artists that are going to be with them. They do a song with them. But like, so you'll like do one of your famous songs and then do your song with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This just wasn't effective to me and it didn't work. And also, it didn't help that the Super Bowl was so boring. Exactly. Very lackluster. Uh, I, I pulled up the stats. There were only three points scored in the first half. Yeah, and it was that by the Patriots the on the field goal. Second, And they had missed a field goal before that. That is the second lowest scoring half in a Super Bowl. The first was they scored two points. It was a safety. It was a long time ago. Man, it's... This was the lowest scoring Super Bowl One thing in I got to give it to Belichick, and he was... <laughs> He did go it on fourth and two. Yeah, I mean, he, he you, did you it. Have to okay, but like this is beginning. Super Bowl, you have to. It's <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you gonna pet, dude? Just go for it. Like, like literally, the Rams had 14 first downs. That's what, not a lot, bro. You know what? I do not understand. Eight seconds left on the clock. Kick a field goal. I mean, because if you think about it, that could have been the difference in the game. But well, they had zero timeouts, so they have zero timeouts. Eight seconds left. Why not try to score 
I, I see what they were trying to like, do. Like, throw a pass, and if no. it's in a... I would have, like, thrown a pass. If if you <sighs> waste four seconds, you still oh, yeah. have four to see, kick a field goal. This was their... This is what I believe was going through their head. Kick that field goal, get that three points. Onside, kick it, hopefully pick up that ball and run it in right there. Well, no, the because they got the ball at halftime. Yeah, I know, but this is, like, at the very end. Yeah, the very end That's what end I'm saying. The they had eight seconds left in the game. They went to kick that field goal. I think what they were trying to do, if they hit that field goal, which was why right miss. Yeah. But if they had hit that, they were going to try to onside it and hopefully get the ball and run it in back then. It's because like, that's all they had time for. Honestly, the penalties kind of killed them. Uh, the oh, Patriots yeah. had three penalties with 20 yards, and the Rams had nine penalties with 65 yards. Um I mean, Tom Brady really didn't play great. Oh, no. He did Neither teams played. Well, no. I think Jared was doing really good. Um, but he's, he, he's, a, mean, young he's a young quarterback. He's like, your his age. first time. Yeah. No, it's his first time. And he's, like, for the first time, he was holding those balls to get hit. He was yeah, he holding was it so he, could, so he could get he, – he wasn't waiting. Okay, well, I guess he was waiting for them to get open for the perfect time to throw the ball. He wasn't worrying about the pressure. So he was taking yeah, some hits. He's not used to that kind of pressure. And also, you could really tell it was starting to take a toll. He started well, hearing footsteps. You can kind of see it. And I was just also, like, the Rams are not a um, – they're not the type of team that – can take like they're usually a running yeah. offense so they're not really that heavy of a pass offense and they had to become one so uh it the, just didn't work out in their one favor. thing I, I mean both defense did very well the offenses both sucked yeah <laughs> that's, that's it was a good defense that's game. the end of it that's so. really what happened but um yeah super bowl 53 13 to 3 it was just not good to me it just wasn't like an entertaining game it wasn't an entertaining halftime i watched some of the commercials but it wasn't really anything to like call home about so See, and i'm a patriots fan and i'm still not pleased well one it should have been the saints not the rams yeah i agree and i think it would have been a lot more fun of a game but i agree as well we will never know uh congrats to brady he uh finishes infinity gauntlet he's 41 <laughs> he sees a finish it He's finished his infinity gauntlet. He's about to snap away half the NFL roster. So, you know, good good for him. And now they are finally tied with the Steelers for mm-hmm. the most Super Bowl wins. Yeah. So they caught up to that iron curtain or the steel curtain. Sorry. So. Well, as a Cowboys fan, I'm obligated to say it. You know what? <laughs> this is our year. <laughs> this is our year. We got it. Hey, it's okay. Every single year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you say it every single year, at least. Hopefully one yeah. year you'll be right. Eventually you'll win, yeah. You're right. Well, so. and so real quick on these sacks, yards versus yards lost, Brady's only sacked once and they lost nine yards. Jared Goff was sacked four times, they lost thirty one. Yo, yards. I saw him I run watched. back ten yards and he yeah. had so many time like so many chances to just get rid of the ball. And then he like barely got clipped and fell to the fell down. He fell down to his and knees. then he like spun. I was the like, one what? where he fell to his knees. I saw yeah, it too. I was like, like I was doing? like, dude, you had so much time. I was happy, but I was like, dude, you had so much time to just throw it away. So crazy. So. But uh yep, that was Super Bowl fifty three. Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys. that's all the news that's all the news we got for you th- today. So I guess we'll see you next time on another episode of Wave Save of the, the Planet. Planet. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.